You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. As I was getting ready to finish my show today, an email hit my inbox that was a really good piece of news, but not surprising in the least. And that news was that Jose Abreu was named American League Player of the Week. No shock there, because I don't know if there's even anyone else who's a candidate with the type of week that that man had for the White Sox. The, the numbers are disgusting. Like, they're disgusting. Here's his slash line, okay? These are like made-up numbers. 533, 563, 1333. Nutso. Three doubles, seven home runs, five RBIs, and nine runs scored over the seven games that the White Sox went 6-1. and one. So you're like, is there even a comp for this inside of White Sox history? Well, actually there was. Remember the season that Albert Bell should have been MVP in the American League in 1998? He had a week where he goes 517 with eight home runs and 17 RBIs back in that season where he should have been American League MVP, and I believe he finished eighth. More notes from, from this from the White Sox. Abreu's five homers over a two-game span are a new franchise record. And then, of course, this is this is me, parenthetically. And then, of course, he goes out and hits a sixth in three games the, the next day. He became the first player, I'm sorry, the fifth player since 1913 to hit six home runs in a three-game series. Wow, he stopped choice on this list. I didn't know that. He stopped choice, Sean Green, Alex Rodriguez, Barry Bones, and on top of being on that list, he passed Maglio Ordonez for fifth place all time in home runs with 190 homers. Now, Jose joked about how he doesn't know how long he's going to be able to be in that fifth spot for the White Sox because of Moncada and Aloy and Robert and those guys because of the numbers that they're going to put up. Doesn't Aloy already have? I think he already has 40 home runs in his career which is insane. Jose Abreu for a long time has been the guy that's just been the guy, like not afraid to 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 do all the right things and have people kind of follow his example. He's one of, remember that grand slam that he hit like not too long after his debut. He's one of my favorite players. But he does it in a very quiet way and I was having this discussion with Ryan McGuffey of the White Sox Talk podcast on the show. I think that he's a bigger star if he spoke English more in public, if he were a little flashier and more demonstrative. But here's the thing. One shouldn't have to be demonstrative for others to recognize their greatness. And one shouldn't have to speak English either. I'm glad that he feels comfortable enough now. Maybe it's because you've added more 
countrymen and more Spanish speakers into that clubhouse overall, that we are seeing him have a little bit of fun with all of us when he's he's talking with the press. This guy is a, a, a stone-cold killer when it comes to hitting. I love the way that he goes about doing his job. He could still, you know, when you watch him at the plate, you're watching a guy that wants to make a difference, that wants to have an impact. I remember when he signed his contract this past season, and I was looking up the numbers of his deal, where for the type of production that you've gotten from him, the White Sox are getting a little bit of a steal. Granted, there weren't a lot of people that were, I mean, he he could fit anywhere, you know, like any good team would want someone like Jose Abreu on it. But even at three years, $50 million with some deferred money, I think that's $4 million that's deferred between 2023 and 2026. That $50 million is well spent. It's well spent as an organization that has prided itself on having a connection with Cuban ballplayers going all the way back to Minnie Minoso and creating an atmosphere where that is celebrated. I love that the White Sox do that as an organization. They celebrate the fact that they've had this pipeline to Cuba and they continue to bring in Cuban players and they've, as an organ as organizations go, I don't know if there are many that are attached to a country as far as finding players as the White Sox are to Cuba. Quiet confidence, leadership, and expert hitting is what you get with Jose Abreu. And now it seems like he's in a place where he can have more fun because the team's more fun. And I don't mean like there's there's more guys to to crack jokes with, although that is also true. It's more fun because he gets to play winning baseball. He's one of those players that's toiled in in the middle of there being nothingness for the White Sox in seasons where he could have even been more selfish, quite honestly. I thought that he was kind of a selfless player. and a, He could have been more selfish, and he could have been like, well, I'm going to go get mine. Like, that's what I'm about. I'm going to go get mine. But he's just been the model of consistency. McGuffey compared him to Konerko, and I don't think that's a terrible comp. Where Konerko wasn't always like an outward leader. Like, vocal. Like, everyone knew that he was the captain of the team, but he wasn't some, like, screaming banshee out there. Like, he was... He's measured. He's always been measured. It's one of the things that I liked about him. When you would ask Paul Konerko a question in a press conference setting, he would think about it for a couple of seconds and then give you a well-thought-out answer. I think he's a good example of what leadership can look like inside of a baseball clubhouse. And I think Jose Abreu is similar. I haven't had as many conversations with Jose. I've talked to him a couple times through the interpreter. But 
the guy just wants to win and he wants to win here. That's kind of the cool part. In an opportunity, he had an opportunity to walk away from this. That he could have looked at his experience with the White Sox over the last six, five seasons and gone, you know, I am happy that the White Sox are were where was where I landed when I came to America. I'm glad that I played here, but maybe let's go see if I can go win. Championship building it seems to be a part of what Abreu wants to be about. That he wants to do it here, and now he thinks that there are enough pieces available for the White Sox to be able to do it here. And that's super cool. As a franchise goes, the White Sox overall have been a team that seems like it is an also-ran to everyone nationally. It even happened yesterday. Jeff Passan is actually trying to show the White Sox some love from ESPN, and we all know how that usually goes with the White Sox and ESPN. And what happens? They get Danny Mendick's name wrong on the car that they put on TV. Like, it's that type of stuff where this isn't a glamour franchise. Like, it matters so much to the people on the South Side, and it matters so much to Sox fans everywhere. But when it comes to national exposure, not great. And on top of it, the team's been bad, and then they rebuilt. There was opportunity for Jose Abreu at the trade deadline over the last couple years or this past offseason to go, I'm going to bounce and see if I can go win someplace else. But he felt like he showed tremendous loyalty to the organization. And it's rare that this happens in sports. The organization turned around and showed tremendous loyalty to him. It's a good thing to have. I'm happy that he's he's happy because of this infusion of young talent that the White Sox have brought up. Moncada, Kopech, Cease, Robert, Aloy, Dunning. Like all these young guys that are making a difference for the White Sox in, in 2020 except for Kopech. But going into this season, Kopech was on the list of players. And when I was in that clubhouse back in March before the pandemic set in, this was a White Sox team that was very confident on what they could be. And to have someone as reserved, it's a good word for him. To be excited as he's been is great. So this run that he's on, where he hit six home runs against the Cubs, and even before that, he was starting to click on. I had Steve Stone on the show before the Cubs series start. It was the last game of the White Sox series against Detroit. And you could see like the light was flickering on for Jose that he was going to go on a bench. I asked Stoney to break down... Jose Abreu, the player and the man. Check out what Stoney said. Well, first of all, 
people see that he swings his sliders in the dirt and curveballs in the dirt and fastballs out of the zone, and they say, oh, geez, boy, if he ever learned to lay off those. Well, guess what? If hitters always laid off those pitches, there would be no pitchers because you've got to get them out some way, and that's a way to get them out. And Jose's going to go through periods where literally if the pitcher releases the baseball and it stays in the ballpark, Jose is going to swing. Hmm. However, with the game on the line, he has a heightened sense of focus. He understands his job. He knows that he is paid to drive in big runs. And more times than not, he's going to find a way to get the job done because he understands his role. He knows that he's the man in the middle, the man tasked with driving in runs when the guys behind him don't, and that's what he's always done. You don't lead, lead the league in runs batted in, which he did last year, without the ability to understand and rise to a situation. Jose just bears down a little bit more. The concentration gets a little bit better. You make a mistake when he's not swinging it well, he fouls it back. You make a mistake when he's really locked in and he hits it hard. And more times than not, it finds a hole, and sometimes it finds a place over the wall like he did last night when he took the game to 4-3, to three, setting up Encarnacion to take it to 5-3 to three and another Sox win. So Jose is such a valuable member of this team. And when you understand that he wanted to come back so desperately that he told the White Sox, if you don't sign me, I'm going to sign myself. He took away every stitch of bargaining power he had because he could see what this team was going to be. And if he could see it, he paid his dues with some bad ball clubs. He wanted to be here as this team started their turnaround, and he could see last year, he could see the glimmers of hope. He could see the light at the end of the tunnel. He wanted to be a part of it. Consequently, here he is, a big part of it. An American League Player of the Week. I hope that the reward that Abreu gets is to see this White Sox team play in the postseason. Granted, he already got a handsome reward financially. But the weird thing is, and everything is relative, I don't think that's the thing that drives him. Granted, you've you've got your $50 million, and you know that you're going to be getting paid by the White Sox until 2026. But I think what's been driving him is to have what what uh, is referred to as the Quan to have it all. We've seen him be reunited with his family over the last 16 months with visits from his son from Cuba. And now we see a team that is worthy of a guy that won the RBI title last year. Congratulations to Jose Abreu. And here's hoping with the White Sox at the halfway point that they play just as well in the second half and that this guy gets to go to the playoffs. Thanks for listening.